Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On today's episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad, we're back talking solo travel. Consider this a part two from our originally released solo travel episode back in 2019. And if you haven't checked it out yet, please do. For our longtime listeners, you guys will know that we are big advocates of solo travel. And in today's episode, we're going to talk to you guys about some of our favorite solo travel destinations. So for those of you that are just embarking on your first solo travel journeys, or even some of the more seasoned solo explorers out there, we've put together this list just for you. So check it out. Hey, Steph, you are not in Australia. I'm not dialing in today from sunny California. Woo, you got out of the country. Is this the first time leaving Australia since? Are you dumb? I, I love you, but Canada. I literally went on a road trip with you. No, okay, I'll rephrase that. This year. This year. Well, I flew back to Australia the 27th. Yeah, I think it's my first international trip since then. Okay. I did a I lot mean, of road trips since then, but yeah, no, I uh, flew yeah. to California last week. It nice. is 37 degrees every day. It's a scorcher, but oh it's God. beautiful. Yes. I don't know. That is too hot. I mean, I was in Dubai a couple weeks ago and it was like 41 and I'm like, nope. <laughs> and I like spent, I mean, I was there for work, but I basically just spent like the three days I was there for work inside my air conditioned hotel and I think I swam in the pool once and I'm like, it is, no, it's too hot for this. Um, so I don't know <laughs> how you And you were in Santorini? I was. You Santorini. Oh my me? God. Like, I feel like I'm me like four or five years ago where I just feel like every other weekend I'm hopping on a plane and going somewhere. Whereas for two years we didn't do that. But um, yeah, this was, I feel like one of the first like big sort of trips that I've planned in a long time. So yeah, I went to Santorini uh, with a friend of mine. We booked this like beautiful villa. Just the two of us had like one of those big plunge pools. We were like a five minute walk to the beach um, and we just drank and ate and laid out in the sun and we went at like the perfect time. Everyone there told like all the locals said we got there right before like tourist season really kicked off. And it was Amazing. actually quite like, it. there was like enough people there where, you know, like the restaurants sort of filled up, but it wasn't like too crazy busy. Because I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of Santorini and like high tourist I have. The reality it, versus expectation photos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy. And I, it, it, everyone kept saying to us, like you came like the perfect, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you the week that we went because I'm not going to give this little secret away, <laughs> but <laughs> Shoulder anyone, season. You went in shoulder season. Well, just coming out of it. But the anyone cusp. who follows me on, on socials, you'll see while, while I was um, when I was there. But um, but yeah, highly recommend. Uh, it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. Before we get into this episode, I just want to. You went there for a wedding, right? <laughs> Not officially, but we I did s- get invited to a wedding while we were there. How? Because it is my dream to crash a wedding. So how did you randomly get invited to a wedding? We just met this like Greek family that just like fell in love with us and they invited us to their wedding. And it was like a big Mamma Mia wedding, (laughs) like a traditional Greek wedding. Okay. It wasn't a real wedding. Wait, what? Hold my hands up, guys. It wasn't real. No, we went to, um, 
we booked it was basically this really cheesy i wouldn't even say cheesy it was actually cool for anyone that's seen like mamma mia the movie um they did this like whole like dining experience but like you're the guest at a wedding so we got tickets to that the one night and it was so much fun i love they, that they actually do that in there's a similar show they do in london that is actually like all like abba music and like based on mamma mia the movie and they do it in london as well so next time you're here i'll have to take you I am so down. I loved yeah. it. I loved every part of it. I loved the videos, everything coming out of it. I was yeah. like, I wish I were there at this fake wedding. Yeah. It was like, I, yeah, everyone's like, are you at a real wedding? I'm like, no, absolutely not. Um, but that would be fun to crash a real wedding. Uh, maybe we should put that on our bucket list of things. Actually, that is on it your is bucket on list, mine. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Steph wants to crash a random wedding abroad. Um, but anyways, so yeah, we're, we're both doing lots of traveling, which is amazing. And I didn't go to Greece solo. However, everybody knows Steph and I. Well, part of it. (laughs) I love my friend I went with, but the first couple days, you know, you know, people get a little too overexcited and they have a little bit too much to drink. Anyways, I love you, Amy, if you're listening. Um, but, But everybody that has listened to our podcast for hopefully since the beginning knows that Steph and I are big advocates of solo traveling we did a whole episode on solo traveling like god i want to say back we're going back like to 2019 now aren't we oh wow yes we are pre-pandemic episode um but yeah we did a whole episode on solo travel and like why we love it so much um why everybody should do it why you should just like jump feet first and do your first solo trip if you haven't yet and why it's so empowering um so if you haven't listened to that go listen to that episode after because it's actually one of my favorites. But we thought today we would talk about now that now that we're traveling again, and I'm sure I'm going to book some, you know, solo getaways for the rest of this year. We want to talk about some of our favorite solo travel destinations, some of the ones that Steph and I have been to and that we can recommend for anyone that maybe hasn't done it yet. You're maybe a little bit afraid to. We'll give you some of our sort of advice or places that we think that you'll have a great time as a solo traveler, whether you're male or female, I think. Mm-hmm. But we are two females, so yeah, I don't know if that makes any difference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. ask, since you were just in Dubai, would Dubai be on your list? Would that be a good solo travel place? No. no? Dubai, definitely not a good solo. Again, I was there for work. Dubai is... Don't, and here, I want to caveat this. And I think for, we should, can caveat the whole episode. Caveat the whole episode. Guys, you can go anywhere on your own. Like, it's, you know, it's your life. Anything that we say or anything that doesn't make our list, we're not saying that you shouldn't or can't go solo traveling. But we're just talking about our own experience. Dubai, probably not. I feel like Dubai is one of those places, like, it's not like you're really walking around Dubai and sightseeing. And, you know, you go and you're there with friends and doing like boozy brunches and it's very sort of I don't know you're just there to like drink and eat a lot and kind of socialize in these fancy restaurants and whatnot so I don't know I don't think it's somewhere I'd go I'm looking more at places where you can do a bit more sightseeing and get outside a bit more (laughs) and explore on your own yeah but yeah I mean how many solo trips have you done Steph like can you count (laughs) off the top of your head do you have like a (laughs) I mean, you've done a lot. Yeah, I didn't even think to count ahead of time. I've done more than I can count. Do you have like, you done more? Like majority of your traveling, do you think has been solo or with others? I think almost all of my travel has been solo, other than things I do with you or maybe a couple trips I've done with a partner. Mm. Um, but majority of it has been solo, and I don't even know how to define it. Which I guess I don't really need to. But you think about trips where like. I did a road trip through the States for five months solo. Like, I think of that as one trip, but I also went yeah. to, what, 30-something, 40 U.S. states? Yeah. I mean, I look at solo traveling as something you embark on on your own and then yeah. you return on your own. Yeah. Right? And then okay. everything in between, even if you meet up with friends or whatever, like, that's solo traveling. Oh You're on your own schedule, your own itinerary. That is, yeah. to me, like a solo travel. Um What's the first place that kind of comes to mind where you thought, what a great place. And if you were to recommend to somebody listening who has not ever done a solo trip on their own. I 
would recommend first Thailand. Oh, interesting. Yes, I went. See, to I would have. I would have not thought of Thailand as a place to go solo, but. I Ugh. like that this is on your list. So go. Tell us why. I mean, I loved Thailand. I obviously spent a month there. I was solo. Um, I don't know. It was just beautiful. I went there and I got my own little villa kind of bungalow thing. So I had a house to myself. Mm. And then, I don't know. I just, I did tons of things on my by myself. I did sign up to like a bunch of bus tours, boat tours, go out to the islands, um, where obviously I met other people who were traveling solo. It was just one of those great things where tons of people go solo and yeah. you end up doing things with people. So you don't do that much actually alone, or I didn't. Yeah. Um, but so every you night... you meet a lot of people. Like Thailand, and you're right, like Thailand I feel like is one of those places that a lot of people, it's a huge sort of, and also like young person's kind of travel destination. I love that I've said that we're still young but um which we are kind of um but yeah no I, I think um now that you're kind of saying it like it is a traveler's destination and you know there are a lot of people that when you think of backpackers and whatever they are doing it on their own and it's I suppose a good spot where you can meet new people which we always yes. say is one of the best parts of traveling is meeting people from different walks of earth and hearing about you know their travel stories and like did you find that then like you met Oh, I met, I met so many people and it wasn't even, you know, I didn't even go. I think a lot of people, when they think of Thailand, they think of the full moon parties and stuff. I didn't even do any of that, but. Well, that's the kind of stuff I wouldn't imagine. See, that's what I did when I was there. Like when I went to Thailand and I did the full moon party and that's why when I, I actually thought of Thailand, of you know, and and to me, I was like, oh no, that's something you'd want to do with people. But I didn't even think of like the other side of Thailand where you can just do like a retreat. Like I think you did like a retreat while you were there, didn't you? Yeah. And, like people go and do yoga retreats and you can do like solo activities and just relax as well. You could just like chill on the beach and have, you know, reflection time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I went and I, you know, I went days, there was days I went out to the temples and I mm. meditated with Buddhist monks and, um, went out to the islands like the Thai islands are famous just for how beautiful they are and snorkeling mm-hmm. and it Th- Thailand was one of those places it just had everything I think yeah 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 now I feel like Thailand again for like hmm, do you think for like a first time solo traveler it would be I don't know if it was me I'd put it on my like list but I I maybe wouldn't start off with that I feel like it might just be too big I don't know. That, that'd just be me, though. It depends, I, I guess. So I think if someone was first time traveling, because obviously the process in my mind as you start solo traveling is the first time you do it, you go somewhere where you speak the local language. So maybe for that reason alone, I wouldn't say Thailand for the first time. Yeah. And I was going to add to that maybe where there's less of a culture shock, right? Like, where, like you said, they, you know, speak the same language. I mean, it was like us when we first went to, you know, one of the first places I ever went was London and Dublin. They speak English. Like, it's not a huge culture shock. It's not entirely different to Canada. Yeah, they have an accent. But, like, you're not in a completely sort of foreign yeah. land, if you will. It hasn't been turned upside down. You're like, yeah. 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 No, I think that's, um. I was going to say, um. From Thailand, another a place I thought, and again, somewhere that I think maybe after you've done a few solo trips, you know, once you've sort of like gotten your feet wet a bit, Bali. Now, I did Bali a few years ago, um, and I didn't do it entirely solo. So I started solo and I ended solo, but then I had a friend who came out to, to meet me for like a few days. But Ian, who was on our on an episode yeah, with us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Ian, he did um one of our COVID specials back in the back in uh oh God, twenty twenty when Ian was stuck in, in Peru. Also an avid traveler, solo traveler I should add. Um but yeah, but he did come out to meet me, but I did spend a few days there on my own, which I was kinda worried about because I'd never done like been that far away from home. But it, again, it, it sort of reminded me what we were just talking about, where there was a lot of of just a, a big travel community there. And it was really easy yeah. to meet people. Um, I was using at the time, this is when I was still very active on dating apps, but like 
Tinder. And what I found actually, like a lot of people that were just kind of matching on Tinder, like it wasn't even for like romantic hookups. It was just more to actually hang out as friends. And there was a few like guys I just kind of hung out with and had beers with. In the bars, you know, solo travelers weren't afraid to go up to other, you know, if they saw a group being like, hey, you know, can I hang out with you? Like, can we have drinks? Like it was very, I don't know, very open, very friendly, also very safe. Yeah. Um, did you feel that in Thailand? Yeah, I definitely felt safe in Thailand. 100%. And of course, you can always put yourself in situations where you're not. There were areas of Penang where maybe I wouldn't have wanted to be alone. Um, but I felt very safe in Thailand. The things I did, the accommodation I booked, Mm-hmm. The tours I booked. I don't think I ever felt. And there were nights actually where I stayed. Granted, I was staying in kind of this really regional area mm-hmm. where I was walking home alone at night, pitch black. And I did. I just felt very safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we don't recommend doing that, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't no. do that. Even if you're solo traveling, try not to walk around at night in the dark in a foreign country but it's good that you felt safe yes but I felt I did feel the same in Bali though I do think that again if you if you maybe haven't traveled a whole lot like I feel like Southeast Asia does sometimes get like this completely made up reputation that it's not safe people that it's again people that haven't been (laughs) I mean the only real horror stories I've heard about tourists in these countries are the tourists who do dumb things yeah yeah exactly. who make really bad decisions like they decide they're gonna buy drugs from a dealer they decide mm. <laughs> like just really dumb decisions in a country yeah. that's very hard line about the consequences of those behaviors. yes that's exactly it um yeah. yeah so i think in general though they are you know they're quite safe and friendly friendly for solo travelers so beautiful i think south i love that we both went to southeast asia and when I went to Bali back in 2017 now, I think you and I did, we both went to Bali and had very different experiences. Like you went to the areas and I went to total opposite areas, um, but had the exact mm. same vibe. Like, Yeah. Just, I mean, lots of Aussies there as well. I mean, that's like, you know, when the Brits go to Spain, like the Aussies <laughs> go over to Bali for like a week. And- Absolutely. That's the that's the Bali I experienced, just like partying with all the Aussies. And I mean, yeah, I went for, yeah, I was like party, party, party. It was great fun. Okay, so now we're leaving Southeast Asia. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about the ones where maybe there's a bit less of a culture shock. You know, like where did we, I mean, where did you first go? Where was your first solo trip that you would recommend? So my first solo trip was actually to Prague in the Czech Republic. And... It was very dip my toes into travel because I was going there for a work conference or not a work conference. Listen to me. Um, It was a student event. Um, So it was an organization. I applied to represent my university and they booked our flight and accommodation and there was like airport transfers. So I was really nervous because to me that was solo travel. Like I was going Mm. to the airport by myself flew there by myself, landed. When I landed, the airport transfer just never showed up. So that was my first figuring something out on the fly by myself, uh, which was Mm. actually quite scary at the time when you've never done that. You know, you're expecting Mm. someone with your sign at the airport and there isn't. And you think, oh, and I'd never been in a foreign country by myself. And suddenly I was trying to navigate how to get somewhere where I didn't know where it was. Um, And then... Yeah, so I had the event and then of course you do do little side excursions and you meet other people just like you do in other ways of travel and um so yeah, did you so find Prague. there was a lot to do? Like would you recommend Prague for a, a solo trip? Um I think Prague oh, Yes and Cuz no. I went there. I, I like there on my own as well actually. Now that I'm thinking of it, I did a solo trip there. Yeah, I feel like Prague it, it's definitely somewhere you can go and do solo and but I think to be honest, because I was, what, 20 maybe when I went? Mm-hmm. I think I would get a lot more out of Prague now that I'm older. I was right. very much in the, like, I'm in Europe, let's party kind of thing, yeah. where Prague just seemed to have, now that I'm reflecting on it, you know, a lot more culture and things I really didn't, what's the right word? I really didn't appreciate 
appreciate while I was there. At the time. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe it's a, a spot. Because, yeah, I'm thinking of my solo trip there. And I went just to do the sightseeing stuff. But, like, I would say in general... There was nothing wrong with going on my own, but I wouldn't say it was like my funnest trip. I, it's not like I met that many people. I don't know if it's just more of the culture where they, I don't know, keep to themselves a little bit more. Like I did a couple like uh, walking tours and like group sort of excursions, but like even then people weren't overly social, which is fine. I mean, you know, you can't make best friends in every <laughs> every yeah. country or city or wherever you go. Um but again, you know, safety wise and all that, like, yeah, I'd put it if, you know, if it's somewhere you want to go and, you know, you could do it on your own. Well, OK, so now let's talk about Europe in general, because your my first trip was to London and Ireland. I feel like the UK and Ireland are two very good solo travel stepping stones, even though I've never done them solo. Yeah, <laughs> actually. Well, well, I've come to the UK and gallivanted around before meeting up with you before no that's not solo traveling okay fine that's not the same okay i'll say this so i would say out of the two i mean i guess we can't really speak on either because we've never really done either on their own but as somebody that lives here and as somebody that's traveled to ireland a lot if i were gonna pick one to do a solo trip i would do ireland I think okay. the UK, and again, I'm thinking from like a perspective of a first time solo traveler, the UK, and and let's be honest, you'll probably go to London and Dublin. Like if say you're just doing like yeah. your first time, those are, you know, we'll put those on the list, but London people are not as welcoming and, and friendly. Not that they're mean. I feel like UK and Brits in general get this reputation. Like they're really, they're rude, but they're not. They just sort of keep to themselves. And I actually found when I first moved here, it was really hard to get in with like a yes. group of, of friends or people because people are very closed off in their circle. So I would say like, there's a lot to do and see. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. But in terms of meeting people, yeah, actually, you know, you might meet other travelers, but yeah, I don't know. Now I'm saying it, you know, if it is just for this, the, the travel aspect of it, like, yeah, actually, the UK and London, it is, a good, there's so much to do. You could just fill up your itinerary with stuff to do, things to see, uh, you know, and I suppose you are in a city where if you're staying in a hostel or something, you're going to meet lots of other travelers. That's what I was thinking as you were talking. I'm like, yeah, but you're talking yeah. about the living experience, whereas traveling in a hostel, you're meeting everyone who wants to do all the things. They're super into meeting other people. Very different. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Cause, but again, I'm, you know, we're, we're kind of, yeah, that's my, that's the only experience I can kind of relate to. And the only reason I said Dublin, I just find people in Ireland are a lot friendlier and they're a lot more <laughs> welcoming. And there's, you know, you go into a I pub and yeah. So I would say, you know, both are actually great spots. They're both very safe as well. You know, again, I feel like sometimes big cities in general, like London, they get reputations of being unsafe. And it's like, okay, of course they're going to have pickpocketers. Like, of course you hear of like, you know, crime in bigger cities. But then, you know, if you think about how big London is, like... It's, yeah, you know, it's it's safe, you know, and of course, don't be a dumb tourist walking around with like your phone or your wallet hanging out of your pocket. But but yeah, I think they're good ones to put on the list. I think if we're talking Europe, I have to say one of my favorite solo places that I've gone to is Lisbon. And I Lisbon, loved Lisbon. Yes. And I, I was kind of like researching and when I say researching, just kind of browsing what other people kind of had to say in terms of looking up like you know the best solo travel destinations and Lisbon came up quite a lot and I thought absolutely reason being easy to get around very safe the people are really really friendly in Portugal um again there's tons to do there's great food uh the weather is pretty good most of the time it is like just an awesome city did you go on your own to Lisbon I did. Now, I will say when I was in Lisbon, it was very, I'd been on the road for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I actually treated it as a down city. Okay. Like, I kind of kept to myself because I wanted to and just went and did things. It was, you know how sometimes when you're traveling, you like super into talking to other people, you want to make friends. And mm -hmm. other times you're like, I just want to be a bit more introverted. <laughs> that yeah. was Lisbon for me. Would you go back solo and do it again? hundred percent yeah. and I think I would do a lot more like I would do it very differently 
Mm. Um, but I loved it. Yeah. It's uh, like, it's kind of the same when I went. I didn't even actually do any like group tours or anything. I did kind of everything on my own. But there's so much sightseeing that you can do in the day. And it's like one of those cities where it's just easy to get around. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. On, like, public transportation is pretty good. Obviously, they've got the tram. Like, you, you ride, you know, the famous tram that they have. Um, and I just, I just remember my days being so jam-packed full of stuff that I was just kept so busy and I think yes. I only went for like four days but I had like no time to even sit and think about like oh I'm by myself you know because I think sometimes when you do solo traveling sometimes when you have some downtime you can maybe get a little bit like you know as much as we love solo travel so you know there's times where I'm like oh like I'm on my own it'd be nice if somebody was here I just didn't get that feeling in Lisbon at all I just was enjoying most of just my own company and having a great fucking time (laughs) yeah I literally and it was one of those trips for me where everything was just perfect like I got Mm. there I booked a random hostel not knowing much about it and they like did my laundry and folded it for me Mm. like they did everything and it was just like a hot breakfast every morning like it just felt like someone was taking care of me like like the workers cared were very you. motherly and cared for yeah. the people staying there. It was great. Um, mm. Another country I'd put on this list in Europe, Berlin. I was just about to go into Berlin as yes. well. I what, Berlin for me was the most, I think, impulsive thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Because I had a boss at the time who in December came up to me and said, Steph, you have a week's vacation left. We ha- You have to use it by the year end. And enough people had already booked off, you know, Christmas in the last week of December. Mm-hmm. And he was, this was like a Friday. And he's like, I yeah. need you to take next week off. And I was like, I didn't have vacation. I'd used it all, but I wasn't going to correct him. <laughs> they were sending yeah. me on a paid week off. I went online, found the cheapest flight to Europe, and it was Berlin. And I left 12 hours later. I did Berlin solo as well, and oh. it was what made it like for a solo trip. What Everything. made it stand so, out for you? I think I obviously I stayed at a hostel, so I met tons mm. of other people, so many friends, um, just the different experiences. Berlin, I went there while the Christmas markets were open. I all the different sites, like there's tons of really cool th- sites to see. There's tons of very you know obviously historically important sites and yeah. um somber sites and i had a night where we like pub crawled the top 10 gay bars in berlin <laughs> like yeah. the variety of experiences there with how safe i felt with how many friends i made and friends i still have to this day yeah. um berlin is an absolute standout for solo travel for me yeah yeah i had the same experience in berlin um People, I feel like, you know, again, the Germans get this, like, reputation of being 
cold and kind of mean and standoffish. And I actually found it to be the total opposite for the most part. Um, I found the same, like I stayed in a hostel and the hostel staff were really welcoming. Same, same thing as, as you know, what I was saying about Lisbon where I just, there was so much to do. Yeah. Like I booked so many activities and you can do very different types of trips yeah. in Berlin. You can do the sightseeing and like, um, you know, walking around uh, the, the city and doing the historical kind of activities. You can also go and do like the club scene as well, which, you know, again, if you're a solo traveler into that scene, that's, I mean, you're bound to make friends if you're out yeah. raving. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I also such a safe city. Um, same, same thing. I felt like I could walk around at night on my own, um, mm-hmm. which again, wouldn't recommend always do that with somebody, but still, you know, it's a city that I felt very safe. Public transportation, so easy. Like their subway system yeah. is like one of the best. They they have like the trust system as well, which I love where like it's just open and like, and I did pay. I'm not saying I stole <laughs> from the public transportation, <laughs> but I just love that they do have like, it's a trust system and they're like, yeah, it costs this much, but you can actually get on and off the trains like yeah. openly if you have to and it just makes it i'm just saying it makes it easy you don't have to figure out how to like put a ticket in this and that yeah and there's just there's a lot to do and see in berlin and and they also speak english as well everyone's thinking like oh people only speak german you're in berlin that like, was a big fear of mine when i went there with no notice because obviously the way i booked it i didn't do a lot of research before i went yeah um so that was something where on the plane there i was like oh my god everyone spoke english yeah. Oh, I yeah. think that's such a, a misconception. Um, and I think we, again, we've talked about this in, in previous episodes about why people are scared to, to solo travel. And it's, you know, they think language barriers and it just makes them anxious thinking like, what if I can't communicate? And firstly, I mean, English is, and I'm, I'm speaking to our listeners that I know are predominantly English speakers. So if, if you are a French speaker or like a German speaker, Maybe this, and that's your first language. Maybe this doesn't apply to you. But what I'm saying is, you know, English is a universal language. A lot of places, a lot of these big cities as well that you're going to, they're going to speak English. And it's 2022. We have so many things in place now, like technology in order. We've talked about like, you know, Google Translate, using that, having full conversations. Yeah. Using apps to do this kind of thing. So it should never, you know, all these places we're talking about. Like none of them actually English is the first language and it should never deter you from going somewhere because you don't speak the language because you will get by. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely more of an experienced solo traveler country, but I traveled around India by myself and I Ooh. was absolutely fine with English. Yes. Yeah. I so was, I, <laughs> not on the list of recommendations for this episode, but I think just to drive home the point that as an English speaker in a non-English country, you should get by. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now that you've brought up India, are there places, and I feel like this is probably your answer, but like somewhere that you have gone solo that you probably wouldn't do again, or maybe would not wouldn't do again, but maybe wouldn't put on the top of your list. Um, is there somewhere where you've gone and you're like, eh, that would have maybe been better with somebody. So India, I actually loved doing alone, which surprised me. I had a lot of fears and trepidation about doing it. But it's one of those things that afterwards I felt really empowered and really emboldened um, Mm. just in myself and my own capabilities. But you had done a lot of solo traveling before that, though, Exactly. Like, Like, I really worked my way up to that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I would say, and you might have something to say about this. I don't know if I would recommend Morocco for solo travel. Oh, that was mine. That was one where the language barrier I actually did find intimidating because the main language is Arabic. The secondary language is French. French, yeah. Which, thankfully, I have a foundation of French growing up in Canada because we learn French. Mm -hmm. I haven't practiced it. I don't speak it fluently. I can read enough to get by. And my brain pulled out that old knowledge to get by. But I think for a solo traveler and you land and you actually, they don't have English anywhere. Yeah. I think that was one of the places where I was really worried. And, you know, my hostel arranged to pick me up, but then at one point 
they had to stop and I had to give my bags to a guy to walk up the sooks and the driver was spe- trying to explain it to me in Arabic and I didn't understand. And it was just like, yeah. really, I had that panic of yeah. what's happening and it was fine. It's just, I couldn't understand that it was fine. Yeah. So yeah. I actually had Marrakesh on my list of places that I have gone solo that I probably wouldn't do again, or I wouldn't necessarily recommend even as a woman doing solo. And I want to caveat as well that like, I never actually felt unsafe. At no point did I feel unsafe in Marrakesh. I do think it's actually a safe, it's a very like safe city. And I think Morocco in general is a safe country. Mm -hmm. However, being a solo female traveler, also with very blonde hair, very tall, very white skin, I just got a lot of like unwarranted attention. Yeah. It was very annoying. And I feel like if I was with someone else, and I don't know, maybe if I was with a man or if maybe if I was with a woman, I should say, like, I don't know if we both would have still had that same just unwarranted attention, but it just really got on my nerves. And I remember spending a lot of the time while I was there thinking, I kind of wish I'd come with somebody because I was also sort of new into my solo traveling experience. Yeah. Morocco was actually only, I think, the second place I ever went on my own after Italy. So it was, I think maybe I went in a little bit head first. Yeah. Because I hadn't really experienced all these kind of other places where I sort of eased into it. And that's all I'm saying now where I'm like, anyone listening that wants to go to Morocco. And if you are like a very experienced solo traveler, you'll be fine. You'll probably do all the things that I, I didn't do or I should like, you know, just even terms in terms of like what I was wearing, not that it was super revealing, but like, you know, I probably should have covered my shoulders a bit more. Like I was, you know, I was wearing shorts that were maybe shorter than is recommended because you are, and again, not that I felt unsafe, but like you just end up getting, you're a Westerner, like a, you know, I'm a white woman walking around with my legs out in, you know, an Arabic country. And so I just, you know, I think, for me, if I would to go back, were to go back to Marrakesh or Morocco, I would rather go with somebody. I think I would just feel more comfortable. I'd have somebody to bounce off of a bit. If it, do you remember Steph when we were in Egypt together and we were getting the same kind of unwarranted attention? Yes, from men walking down the street. Now the difference there, we were just sort of looking at each other, like kind of laughing it off mm-hmm. because we could handle it. It was very uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong, but at least I was with somebody, and I felt like, all right, I've got somebody with me. In case anything were to happen, Marrakesh, I didn't have that. And yeah. I had nobody to kind of look at and roll my eyes with, or, you know, just you get what I'm saying. I totally. So, yeah. And I think that's such an important distinction, too. Sometimes uncomfortable, even though you still feel safe, uncomfortable still, it's not a vibe you want. No. Right? Yeah. Um, you want to feel comfortable where you are. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely had moments in um, Marrakesh where I was uncomfortable as well. Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, I would put, not that you and I traveled to Egypt solo, but probably another country. I just, I don't know if I would do, but you know, the whole idea of today's episode that we want to talk about the places we would go. (laughs) So we thought we'd just throw one in of like, maybe, you know, things to think about things to consider. Um, here's one for you. So, mm -hmm. cause we have kind of talked, wasn't planning to do this, but We've talked a little bit about Southeast Asia. We've talked a little bit about Europe. Mm-hmm. What about North America? Is there anywhere where mm. you would recommend solo I mean, travel? I Canada. have a standout. <laughs> I mean, I think Canada in general. Um, I, I'm Canadian, obviously. I'm biased. You are as well. But I know a lot of Brits um, that have traveled across Canada or they moved over there for a little bit solo and have all said it was like the best place to kind of move to for a bit even or travel through. Um, you know, the feedback everyone kind of said was the people are friendly. There's lots to do. There's lots to see. It's easy to make friends, kind of easy to get around. So I think, I mean, North America, there's only three countries. But I would say out of the three, I would put Canada on the list. It, I would be, and I know you've done a lot of solo traveling in the States, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like people that are not North American... I feel like Maybe I need to be- add a caveat to that, though, because okay. here's the thing about Canada and the States is that mm-hmm. a lot of it is quite safe and there's amazing things to do and see. 
but there's not a lot of, like I would only want to do solo travel in these places if I had a car because I don't know like I guess you can rent one. a car like Canada is a place <laughs> so if you are solo traveling wouldn't you be because public transit to get from like city to city and province to province state to state is horrific in North America no, like well, it is yeah, not we're like not... Europe yeah but it depends where also like if you're talking a cross Canada trip what difference does it make if you're with with somebody? I'm just talking about what, just, what does a car just, what does a car have to do with it? Okay, so I guess the appeal to me when I'm solo traveling is the ease of getting around. So public transportation is a big part of it. So when I go to Europe, you've got the bullet trains, you've got these amazing train and tram networks, mm-hmm. you've got amazing bus systems. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, then, I get that, but they're yeah. very tiny countries though as well. Like if you were to do a cross yes. Canada trip, like if you're gonna do. Yeah, I'm just talking like the people I've met over here, the Brits, like they've all sort of like gone, maybe traveled around like, you know, like British Columbia, like Vancouver area. Like, yeah, I I mean, we're talking we're talking, I think, on two vastly different like experiences. Well, I guess because like when I was thinking of North America, I was thinking like New York specifically. I thought New York City is a great tourist location because Again, there's just so much to do. And for me personally, every time I've gone there alone, the vibe is really ma- like it's just one of those yeah. powerful cities where I feel very inspired and re energized. And like, you know, when you're going through lulls, when I'm in New York, I'm like, like, I just yeah. want to do more and reach for more. Okay. I wouldn't put New York on my list as solo. I definitely want to go with somebody. Oh, interesting. I we differ. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. I don't know if I would even feel safe walking around New York City. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's not on my list. Hmm. I don't know. And and again, you know, as North Americans, like as people that grew up not far from there, like, I don't know. I always think like, what do other people, like if people are born and bred in like Europe and they just see like all this gun crime in the US, like would they want to go there? I don't know. Would they want to go solo travel there? Well, I mean, because obviously that's what you see on the news, but like, yeah. No, I know. That's what I'm saying, though. That is what we see on the news. So I'm just wondering, like, I don't know. I'm just speaking kind of out loud my thoughts. What would go? But, like, again, we know there's still very, like, safe parts. Oh, I love New York City. It was, like, when I was, obviously, when I was living in Canada. But if I was, you know, at a crossroads or unsure or in a rut, like, I would just go to New York for a few days by myself every time to get mm. to get that pizzazz back that zest for life i mean i could see that i could totally see that i yeah anytime i've been i've just i don't know i just couldn't see myself going on my own i'd go to like meet up with people and every time i've gone it's just been like party 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 oh yeah no i don't do that there i wonder if you would love los angeles because it's one of those things where people are either a new york person or an la person That'd be I don't think weird, I'm either. Though. I was gonna <laughs> I say between the two of us, you would think it would be the opposite, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, not yeah. that I don't. I'm not saying I don't like New York. I love New York. New York's super fun. I just wouldn't want to go on my own. I feel okay. like I'd want to do it as like a. I'd want to be with people because I All think right. it's a super fun city, and I'd want to like be out. You know. So now like, I'm gonna force you. Yeah. You, you have to pick a city in North America where you'd recommend for solo travel. I mean, I haven't really done that much of the u.s so you're asking me to choose between like canadian (laughs) cities and i haven't traveled to any on my own so i can't really okay no fair i mean toronto all i can really say is toronto or vancouver yeah i mean i i don't know and i I would say vancouver over the two mostly because and i would do the same thing for people coming to australia i'd say sydney over melbourne more because i find toronto and melbourne to be very living cities like they're amazing cities Mm-hmm. especially when you know them well like you know the good yeah. places to go you know they're not known for their epic sightseeing no <laughs> where vancouver's got the mountains and it's beautiful and it's on the harbor toronto's just very like skyscape oh my gosh skyscraper central but you could argue in toronto though there is like a good nightlife scene there's a good like music scene there's like if you're into that side of it you could be going to gigs you could be going to like art shows that kind of thing and like i don't know they're just two very different cities yeah i'm a really bad when people ask me what to do in canada i'm the worst i'm a really bad. i know well like, and i feel like 
Yeah. I mean, we've never really solo traveled around our own country. So, but I think Canada in general, if you're talking like people speak English, it's not that crazy culture shock. Um, you can get it like, again, it's a big country, but you can get around <laughs> like we do have trains and, you know, if you do drive, people are generally friendly and it's a pretty safe country. So, yeah. And I would put Australia on that list as well. I mean, again, I, Australia, uh, lots of people go solo traveling in Australia. I feel like Australia is a Mecca of solo travel. People come yeah. over alone. I I will say I find that. All my friends, none of them are really Australian. <laughs> like, mm. But the good thing is because there's so many solo travelies, travelers going, you make friends quite easily with other um, yeah. people who are coming. Uh, you can get around. Yeah. Yeah. Australia is say- it's pretty safe. Yeah. Um, well, and that's what you want, right? When, you're, when we're talking places to go for solo travel. Like the main things I always think of, like, how safe is it? Yeah. Right? Like that's the number one. Yeah. You know, there's probably Brazil. Would I go on my own? I don't know. Probably not. Oh, I would not. Yeah. I would not put, like, you know what you know. though? It, and this is where I guess we did make that caveat at the beginning. Cause I've spent a month in Brazil, month in Argentina, and then a little bit of time in some other countries. But mm. I did meet tons of solo backpackers doing literally yeah. just like a six month trip around South America. Yeah. And they loved it. So, oh, totally. Yeah. There's, but again, you know, we're probably speaking more to the listeners on this episode that haven't done a lot of solo travel. And it's like, yeah. okay, if we're going to look at like, where, like, where's a list of like sort of the top five places that, you know, are kind of set out and that accommodate the best to solo travelers. Yeah. And it's going to be, you know, where you're going to get the most out of your experience um yeah i mean there's uh, you know look there's so many places that you could go on your own and these are i don't know just some of our did you have any other like honorable mentions from your list no i think we barcelona i'll put that one on yeah here's the thing is you know we kind of we kind of touched on lisbon berlin dublin london but Mm -hmm. any kind of european capital yeah to be honest, um, would be on my list because again, it's all accessible. You have all the amenities, the language shouldn't be a big concern. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're embarking on your first solo trip, guys, Steph and I recommend, yeah, Europe. I think Europe wins. Europe always wins. Yeah. If it's going to be a combination, (laughs) but yeah, genuinely Lisbon, Berlin, Barcelona, I was about to say Paris. I'm like, nope. I actually thought of Paris <laughs> when I was just talking about Europe. And I'm like, mm, no, nah, definitely not. Probably no, won't bring it, it up. No, nah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, would I go to Paris on my own? Probably not. There's probably other places I'd put on the list first. But yeah. Yeah. I love a good solo trip. Where are you going to go solo next? Where do you think your next solo destination is going to be? Where do you want to go? Not necessarily what you have planned, but where somewhere you would love to go just Steph on her own, not meeting up with friends there, getting on your own, leaving on your own, spending the majority of your time on your own. I don't know. Cause like everything coming to mind, I want to say Vietnam, but you and I really will probably go there together. Um, you know what I'm going to say, and you can't tell me, I can't say this Colorado and Utah two U S states. I've never been to, I'm going to prioritize doing solo trips there and go hiking. Okay. If I go missing, you can, uh, everyone knows now why it was in the you, Utah. Why are you going to go missing? Because I'm going to go hiking in two desert states. You never know. Okay. But yeah, right. I'm going to say Colorado and Utah because it's very accessible and I've never been to those states. Okay. That's fair yeah. enough. What about you? Um, I think. There's a couple countries over here that have been on my list that I think would be very safe places to go, um, either like Norway or Finland. Um, oh, I love been, that. Yeah, I've been to Sweden already. I mean, I've only been to Stockholm. Um, I've been to Denmark, but like the Scandinavian countries, I also feel like, and I, again, I can't speak to it because I've never done solo trips around them, but I feel like they would cater very well to a solo traveler. So I'm going to say either Norway or Finland, one or the other. I don't know which one yet. Perfect. I love it. All right, guys. Well, now it's your turn to tell us either I want to hear where your first solo travel trip was or where your next solo Mm -hmm. travel trip is. 
Yeah. And which were your favorites? You know, if there's somewhere that you went that was unexpectedly amazing as a solo traveler or the opposite, you thought it was going to be amazing and it was shite. <laughs> Let us know. Alrighty. See you next time. All the shit I've learned abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit Have Learned Abroad Pod and donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.